this, Don't let the wise man boast in his wisdom, nor the strong man boast in his strength, nor the rich man boasting in his riches. But if you boast, boast in this, that you know and understand that I am the Lord your God. Amen? And so I'm going to boast in the resurrection this morning. I just want to declare how good our God is and what He has done as a demonstration of His love and His faithfulness to covenant to His creation. He rescued us from death. Though we plunged us into sin, God was faithful to the covenant that was made between the Father and the Son in all creation to redeem all things back unto Him. That's something to boast about, don't you think? And I'll not be silent because my God's not dead. He's alive. Amen? And so I'm just basically going to boast on God. And so the first thing I'm going to boast about is, number one, the curse of the law is broken. Thank God for that. Amen? Now, how God did it is an amazing and wonderful, awesome story in that the fullness of time Christ came as a man under the law so that as Christ, the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. He lived as a man in sinless perfection, coming under the law to live in perfect obedience to the law of God. No man could do this. No man until Christ Jesus could live to perfection. None of us by our own ability could live to the completion of the law. Only Christ could do that. He was born outside of the sin of Adam. His seed came from God the Father. Though He was fully man, He's fully God. And He lived to perfection so that when to perfect the law, He went to the cross. It says in Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. What is the curse of the law? Well, the law is the law of sin and death. What it does is it reveals sin. And so you don't want to stand too close. You don't want to stand under it because the law will convict you of sin. It's a representation of God's own holiness, His otherness, His uniqueness in nature. And the law was given. And we all fail the law. It continually is a spotlight on where we fail God. In our thought life in our actions, in our words, in all that we do. So it's become a curse because the wages of sin is what? Death. And all of creation was brought under the spirit of death. But God came to rescue. He so loved the world, He sent the Son. And the Son, born in the fullness of time, put on flesh and lived under the law. But He lived it to perfection. Unto God. And so... What He did in order to carry the sins of the world, in order to cover my sin, in order to cover your sin, He became a curse for us. Do you know what that is? For the very Son of God, by the nature of God, to let Himself become cursed? There was no accusation that could hold them. The thing they accused Him of was being King of the Jews. Guess what? He was. And so they put Him on a cross, and by doing that, He became accursed by hanging on that cross for you and I. There was no sin in Him, but He took that position for us. And by doing that, He took the complete wrath of God upon Himself. 
You and I cannot take that wrath. You and I would have to spend eternity under that wrath for the punishment of our sinful ways for eternity. But Christ hung on that cross in perfection to take the wrath of God upon Himself. He said He didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. Don't think for a minute that your sins went unpunished. Don't think for a minute that grace simply means, ah, forget about it. I'm not going to even think about it. You just go ahead and do what you want. Don't think for a minute that not one sin went unpunished. Every sin that you and I have committed, ever will commit, and every sin of the human race was punished upon Jesus Christ on that cross. The pardon was a great price. Yet He pardoned us because of the blood of Jesus. That sinless perfection of a sacrifice was given to God. God poured out His wrath so that you and I would no longer be under the curse of sin. Condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who walk according to His law. The law of the Spirit of life. No longer condemned by the spirit of sin and death. Thank God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 said, For our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. That's an amazing exchange, isn't it? Come on, isn't that an amazing exchange? That God would take on our sin so that we could take on His righteousness? Who deserves this love? Who deserves something that great? Oh, but by the grace of God do we receive it. So I boast that the curse of the law is broken over my life. I've been given the gift of righteousness by the Lord Jesus Christ. But let me not only boast about the curse of the law being broken, but there is a day coming when the curse that's upon creation will also be broken. The spirit of resurrection, the power of His resurrection, not only is sufficient enough to save us from our sins, to save us from death, but He in fact will right all things that were once wronged by sin and death. Amen? It says in the book of Romans, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in pains of childbirth until now, the resurrection. Not only the creation, but we ourselves, we're the first fruit of the spirits. We groan inwardly as we wait eagerly as the adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. Listen, Christ brought freedom from the curse of the law, and we've been redeemed made children of God, and now creation knows it's coming. It's coming. We see the sons of God freed from the curse of the law, and they see all the birds sing over your head saying, can't wait, can't wait. The fish, as they swim by you, they look and go, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait. For when our redemption comes, all of creation will be freed from the curse of the law. And that is all in the power of the resurrection. Amen? Your dog Fido can't wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
Hallelujah. All of creation is groaning. You think they're chirping. They're saying, come Lord Jesus, come. Come Lord Jesus. Every animal is waiting for the Lord's return. But God is patient so that more may be saved. So that more may be saved. I thank God for that. Let me continue to just bless God and brag on Him. Now death has been defeated. He broke the power of death. We sang it this morning. 1 Corinthians 15 says it. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? The sting of death and sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the law condemned us of our sin. And that sin condemned us to death. But Christ took care of sin and conquered death. This is amazing, isn't it? Somebody brag on Jesus with me this morning. Amen. Death is conquered. Listen, whosoever believes in Him shall not die, but have eternal life. Oh, come on. What are you talking about? People still die that are Christians. I see. I go to their funerals. I preach their funerals when they die. What do you mean they will not die? Listen, death is not death when you are freed from this thing that blocks the blessings of God. Death is not death when you are brought into eternal life and eternal fellowship with God the Father. Death is not death when you're liberated from a world of bondage and sin to live forevermore with our Lord and Savior. That is a shedding of an old man and putting on the new. Amen? He conquered death. He's victorious over death. Praise God. Now, I want you to know the way he broke death is that he broke sin. The power of sin. Hebrews 9.26 He's been manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. He conquered and broke the power of sin. It would be enough if he removed the law, but he fulfilled the law to perfection. Conquering death. Do you know how He conquered death? He who was without sin died for us. He became sin so that God judged Him. But when He died to complete the law, for the wages of sin, our sins is death, He died for us. When He died and was buried in the grave, the grave had no right to hold Him because He was sinless. The grave wanted Him dead. The devil wanted Him dead. But nothing could hold him in that grave because of his sinless perfection. It had no right over him, and he broke the very power of death through him. So that all those who are in Christ are now free from the power of death and the power of sin. Hallelujah. That's what's so amazing about this. His blood cleanses you from your sin so that his spirit of holiness can now come and dwell in you and now with that spirit you have power over sin that is amazing before you knew Jesus you had no power but to sin every thought and intent of your heart was wicked but now by the very spirit of God's holiness in us we can say no to sin no to temptation and live a victorious life unto God amen Praise God. He didn't say, be ye holy as I am holy and leave us unto ourselves. What frustration that would bring. 
but He gave us His own holiness so that when He declares that we are to be holy, we can be because of Him. Romans 6 says this, For if we have been united with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. We know that our old man was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. I have to stop right there. Some of you are living like slaves. You've been freed from the power of sin, but you live enslaved to your flesh. And your flesh craves these things. It's time to break that power. That power is within you if you're a believer. But we choose old familiar patterns, don't we? We want to feel the old comfortable ways, even though they're dysfunctional and self-medicating. Today's a day of resurrection. Today's a day where you need to break off the power of old self and the old man. If you join Jesus on the cross, if you said it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, I was crucified with Christ, then you can break the power of sin in your life. And the power of life comes in. And so he says this, continuing in verse 7, For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we've died with Christ, we believe that we also live with Him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death has no dominion over Him. For the death He died, He died to sin once for all. But the life He lives, He lives to God. So you also must consider and have imputed unto you that you are dead to sin and alive to Christ. You followed a pattern here. By faith you put yourself in Christ on the cross, fulfilling the law, breaking death, and now freeing you from the power of sin. Come on. Are you walking that way? Are you living in that resurrection power, free from sin? And I want to tell you, if you got a victory yesterday, then you're going to get a new one today. Because there's another area of sin God wants victory in. Some of you are so depressed. You're walking so downtrodden because you're wrestling with sin in your life. If you're wrestling with sin in your life, rejoice! Because God is dealing with it. God is showing you that sin is not a comfortable thing in a holy vessel. I mean, if you didn't feel bad about it, we got another sermon to preach. Conviction after conviction is what's going on here. You get a victory over one thing and guess what will show up next? Another issue that God wants you to what? Overcome. Don't hide it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Don't pretend that everything's fine. Bring it to the Lord Jesus Christ, your mediator, your Savior who will empower you and show you where that root came from. He'll pull, you'll be, it's spring cleaning, so you'll be pulling on that root of that thing and you're going to be surprised on where it could lead you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, anybody pray about a particular sin? You thought it was anger and God took you someplace else in your life to show you that it was a root somewhere else that got buried. You pulled that thing and all of a sudden the anger stopped. You've got victory. God is releasing you from sin and the power of sin. You've been crucified with Christ. So is Jesus going to die again? Are you sure about that? He's not going to die again? Absolutely not. Therefore, 
That same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And in the same way, Paul says, you should be dead to sin. Ooh, that's a heavy statement. That's a heavy statement. Let me, let, should, I, should I let you off the hook and say, oh, but we're just all sinners saved by grace anyways. Is that a victorious Christian life? Huh? You see the bumper stickers out there? I'm just forgiven, or whatever that is. Just forgiven, seriously? No. God has an ever-increasing glory in our lives. From glory to glory, we are to have victory over victory. We're to be overcomers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Could I ask you one thing? You've read that verse. I'm an overcomer. How many, anybody ever say that? We shall overcome. I'm an overcomer. Overcome what? Huh? Overcome what? Oh, I'm going to overcome the world. I'm going to overcome this very difficult situation. I'm going to overcome my money troubles. I'm going to overcome my relationship problems. I'm going to overcome my boss. He's such a pain in the butt. I'm going to overcome this. What are you overcoming? Sin. Sin. We're looking at overcoming everything that we want to make comfortable for us, but what God says is, I want you to overcome sin in your life. That's why Christ rose from the dead, to break the power of sin in our lives. The church must again be an overcoming people and not adopt the ways of the world and not be comfortable with sin, but overcome sin completely. Amen? And we are all in this progressive work of doing that. And so sin is broken. I can't stop bragging because then he took on Satan. He crushed that serpent's head. He defeated him. And completely disarmed him. Do you know how he defeated Satan? Do you know how the Lord defeated him? At the cross. The Lord was completely victorious at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. He completely destroyed him. Do you know how he did that? By fulfilling the law perfectly, now the devil has nothing to accuse us of. Because the blood of Jesus protects us, and so whoever tries to contemn us, we have an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's disarmed him because there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Let me prove it to you. It says this, Hebrews 2.14, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself, Jesus, likewise partook of the same things, flesh and blood, that through death he would destroy the one who has the power of death. That's the devil. How does the devil have the power of death? By accusing us of sin. All he is is an accuser. He can't kill anyone. Devil can't kill anyone. God can, has the keys of death and the grave. The devil cannot kill anyone. It is by man's will that he dies. And so he may get him to be so depressed he'd kill himself or, or get into situations where it would put himself in harm. But the devil can't kill us only. What he can do is accuse us of the law. And the wages of sin is death. But if the law was fulfilled completely and death was crushed by the victory of Jesus and his blood covers our sin, you can't touch this. Devil, you can't touch me. Amen? Colossians 3.15 He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them at the cross. So when was the devil defeated, brothers and sisters? At the cross. 
the cross made an open shame of the principalities and rulers. How did he do it? Having forgiven all our trespasses, canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its law or legal demands, he set them aside, nailing them to the cross. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, all of our guilt and shame was nailed to the cross, and he took the wrath of God for us. That disarmed the devil from being able to condemn us to death. Amen? And so when he tries to tempt you, when he tries to condemn you, you tell him, there's no condemnation unto me. I'm in the Lord Jesus Christ. You leave here. You tread on him. You put him under your feet. He has no power against you. He's been put to open, open shame. Now, I want you to know something. When Jesus said, it is finished on the cross, guess what happened? It it was finished. You get this? It was done. Where did Jesus go after he died? It says, Father, into thy hands I what? Commend my spirit. It says, it tells us in Peter and Ephesians that he went down into, into hell or the grave to proclaim his victory. It says to preach to those who were lost. That preaching is the word proclaim. He made declaration. It was done at the cross. When it was finished, the veil in the temple was ripped open and it was completely done. He was victorious. He went and rescued those in Abraham's bosom, brought them into the presence of God. For today you will be with me in paradise, he said. It's finished. That's the power of the cross and the power of the resurrection. It was secured by Jesus Christ. Amen? I hope I'm not boring anybody yet. Am I boring you yet? All right. Oh, I'm going to boast on this one now. Since I have been justified through the blood of Jesus, I now have peace with God. I'm completely at peace. Paul says, you've been reconciled to the Father through the blood of Jesus. I beg of you, be reconciled. That's what Paul says. How many of you know that you're saved, but you're not reconciled to Father? Some of you have accepted Christ as your Savior, but you're still afraid of God the Father. I don't understand that. That's not Christian faith. That's not Christianity. For Christ has reconciled us to the Father. You can't be reconciled to Jesus and not the Father. We think the Father's just mean and, and old and just... And Jesus is saying, Father, please, just take it easy. I saved them. Don't hurt them this time. Please don't hurt them. I hate those people. They annoy me. I'm going to hurt them. No, Jesus says to the mean old ogre father. No, what are you, crazy? But our minds go there. Anybody ever go there? Come on, be honest with me. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the heart of the Father. Jesus is the revelation of the Father. If you reconcile to Jesus, you are reconciled to the Father. And who is the one that justifies us? Father God. And so if God be for me, who can be against me? Who can make an accusation against me since God the Father is for me and the blood of Jesus is mine? I am fully reconciled to God. 
fully reconciled. Not because of what I've done, not because of where I've been, but because in whom I believe. And it's in Jesus Christ. His right relationship is my right relationship with the Father. Somebody say amen for that this morning. Praise God. Now, what else I'm going to boast about is he's asked me to now become an ambassador of this good news. He said, you can invite anybody you want to to this party. He said, you can invite everybody into salvation. Bring people from the streets and the byways and the highways. Bring the worst people you can think of. Go to anybody you want and begin to tell them the way of salvation. Have you been doing that? Are you encouraging people to come to salvation? Come to Jesus? Come on, there's a day of reckoning coming. And there's only one way of escape. It's the door, Jesus Christ. It's the cross of Christ. This message cannot change. This is it. The cross and the cross of Loam is our salvation. How many of you have become fishers of men? How many of you care about the people round about you that you would even dare to tell them about Jesus Christ? What a privilege. You can boast about Jesus. Anybody here want to boast about Him? You want to tell everybody how good He is? You see, I want to boast in the Lord Jesus. I want to boast in God, my Father. I want to boast in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, because God didn't give me a system of belief. God didn't give me a religion. He didn't have me walk in a particular way. What God gave me and I boast most about is Jesus. He gave me Himself. He gave me Jesus. He gave you Jesus. This isn't a club to belong to. This isn't just a philosophy that you think about. This is a relationship with Christ Himself. God invested Himself completely in our salvation. Jesus tasted the blood that spilt in His mouth and the sweat that drained from His pores. He felt the pain of being whipped and beaten and His beard plucked out. He felt the pain of His lungs filling up with fluid till His heart burst within Him as He felt the agony of God's wrath against sin upon His own body and shoulders. He carried our sickness, our disease, our infirmities. God invested Himself completely for you and I. This is not a storybook fable. This is not a myth or a belief system. This is Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. So if you're going to boast, boast in nothing else except the cross of Jesus Christ by which the world has been crucified to me, Paul says, I will boast, but far be it from me to boast except in the cross by which the world has been crucified. There's two crucifixions here that go on. Actually, it's one, but I'll give it to you in two parts. One is your own personal crucifixion. You must identify with Him on the cross for your salvation. To where you die to self. But what Paul says now is this. Not only have you died to yourself, but in salvation you have crucified the world. And I've got to ask you, has the world been put to death in your life?
Has the world been crucified to you? Or do we cross over back into it for our entertainment, for our fellowship, for our fun, for our activities? Brothers and sisters, the world must be crucified. You've been set apart, called out to be holy unto Jesus Himself. He is the answer. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And He is the resurrection. That's what we celebrate today. We say it's Resurrection Day. It's Jesus' day. It's Jesus' triumph. It is Jesus we celebrate over and over again. Amen? Amen. Won't you stand and give praise to God this morning? Let's shout and sing to God and boast of His goodness. Hallelujah. 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 Father God, we praise You. We praise You, God. Thank you, God. Father, right.